0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Reconnect My Heart podcast, the show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear a heart apart. <clears throat> On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way He originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at five one six. Four five three nine one one eight. That's five one six four five three nine one one eight. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com dot forward slash reconnect my heart or You can go into our chat room, which is available right now. I'm plugging it in right now. You can ask your questions, comments, or prayer requests. You're welcome to do so. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, True Believers, Tabernacle Church. If you're ever in the Dallas area, feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204. Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and every one who tuned in. And thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support.
0: Got it.
1: Okay. Now, we're doing a retake, unfortunately, two weeks ago. I recorded this program, and little did I know that I was having technical difficulties. And when I got done, I was posting it, and come to find out, it wasn't recorded. So, we wanted to make sure that everything was up and running as of today, so far, the way things look, everything is A-OK. So just in case, for those who are listening, just in case there is some type of problem, call me. Make sure my phone is up. Call me at 214-908-3056. 908 908- I want to make sure that we continue to run. And if by chance there's some type of interference, I want y'all to call me so that way I'll know. Because a lot of time I can't hear it until everything is finished. And so if there's any problems, y'all can call me. That way I'll know and I can redo it right then and there or however I need to do it. We'll take care of it. But we thank you all for listening. So the question of today is, how in the world can you deal with these crazy folks called family? Like it or not, you will forever be attached to these people and you must ask God to help you before you snap. Today's show We're going to talk about ways to handle conflict within the family, dealing with certain family members, and much more in the episode called Fighting With My Family. When you think about it, in the Bible, it tells you how to choose a spouse. It tells you how to choose your friends how to choose financial investment, even how to choose a healthy way to eat, to take care of yourself. But nowhere in the Bible does it tell you how to choose your family. So if we don't have a choice in choosing our family and God has placed us in the family that we're in, then apparently there's a reason beyond what we can see. So we have to ask him to help us in dealing with certain family members or dealing with the problems or conflict that may come up within the family. Now, a lot of times we often think about, okay, church family, work family. But what we want to do, we want to focus on biological family, just keeping it honest because a lot of times when we begin to kind of branch off in different areas we kind of dilute us from being able to really concentrate on core problems or real problems that really need to be addressed and so that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that well you know um whatever problems may occur um they're just the way it is well no It's an opportunity for us to be able to come together and address these things. And so, I want to say first, I'm not a licensed physician, but I do want to say, if these words or suggestions may be helpful, then great. But most importantly, we want each and every person to seek God pertaining to your specific situation, but also if need be please seek professional help that's something I really think that we often overlook because a lot of times people have that stigma well if I see a psychiatrist about my family problems I don't want nobody to be knowing my business and that mean our family um, throw it off or whatever no it doesn't a lot of times it may take someone that that may be that may not be biased or that may be unbiased or someone that's someone that can see from the outside looking in instead of someone that may be emotionally attached to both parties or having been a part that may be in conflict. And also you want the real truth about whatever problems that may be going on. And like I said, a lot of times people are afraid to seek professional help about it, but also sometimes people deal with the wrong people to get the answer. So I want to suggest strongly, it's okay for us to seek a licensed professional person. And like I always say, those people are actually in the ministry also. There are professional Christian counselors that are around the world that can be able to help whatever situation that we may be dealing with. So today, we're going to talk about the family. And when you look at it, they often talk about the family tree. And there are different type of trees that are within the world that may bear fruit. But unfortunately, just like how they say an apple tree, plum tree, or even a pecan tree, there are Things that may try to come upon that tree to tear up the tree called termites. Termites love wood. And unfortunately, not only they would tear up the tree, but also there are other items or other species that may come up to tear up the fruit. So you have to be mindful, not just of the tree, but also the produce or the fruit that's off the tree. So what we want to do, we want to be able to, like I said, talk about certain things that may be able to help us to be able to protect the tree and the fruit that's bared from the tree. Some of the things I want to bring up. When it comes down to family, we're going to first talk about this. A lot of times family Unfortunately, not all families, but some families don't build relationships with one another. If you notice, some people are closer to their friends than they are closer to their family. Why is that? Because with friendship, friendship is earned based upon trust. You meet a person and that person have proven their trust with you. And you allow people within your circle, they have earned your trust, and that is respectful of your trust, your heart, your possessions, whatever. They respect you. But when it boils down to family, of course, like I said, we don't have a trust in the family that we're in or that we're related to. But oftentimes, family are taking each other for granted. And a lot of times, when it boils down to the family taking each other for granted, they become disrespectful towards one another. They they're not respectful towards one another, or they're not they're not really looking out for the other family members' best interests. Best interests. The only thing they're doing, some of them, are they're watching out for themselves. They are the ones where if a family member borrow money from another family member, and then that same person that borrowed money from the family member, if they borrow money from a friend, a lot of times they will often pay the friend back before the family. Because a lot of times people just automatically think family going to always be there. Now, they may be, quote, unquote, if you want to say physically there because they're blood, but they may not be emotionally there because you have broken their trust or you have abandoned their trust. So what we have to do is make sure to ask ourselves, pertaining to the families that we have, have we actually built a quality relationship, our families? If you examine do you really know them? I don't I'm not talking about just know them based upon well that's that's my aunt, brother, that's my aunt sister, daughter, whatever. We talking about really getting a chance to really know them. Like I said, not just them earning your trust, but you earn their trust. Being able to really just know them and a lot of times we get a chance to know the real person and we get a chance to earn people trust during what? During hardship or sometimes even times of conflict. So, a lot of times during those times, that's when your true friends are revealed during hardship. And unfortunately, the friends are there for that person during hardship because they have proven themselves. But when it boils down to family, sometimes they're not there. Not only because they haven't proven themselves, but unfortunately, there are times where they're not deserving of our trust, or they or they refuse to prove themselves, or they have not earned that place within our circle. So, just being aware, there are some family members that are not allowed within your circle. Now, that does not mean that you excommunicate them out of your life where if you see them, you never acknowledge them. No, it doesn't. No, you're always supposed to be respectful towards people. And also, not just in being respectful towards people, that also means that they're, they're family. But it leads to this part. I talked about being in a relationship. I talked about what taking each other for granted. The other step is what there is no trust. A lot of times we get the word trust mixed up. Now we easily tell people, or we have heard throughout the years, "Well, you gotta, re- you gotta earn my respect. You gotta earn my respect." People don't earn your respect. Respect is given freely. Where people mess up at is they try to make people earn their respect, but they give their trust for free. And that's why people have gotten themselves used, walked over, not just pertaining to family, not just pertaining to friends, but even within relationships or whatever. So keep this in mind. Respect is free, but trust is has to be earned. And if you want to stop being hurt or stop being used, then you stop giving your trust for free and trying to make people earn your respect or make people earn your respect, vice versa, earn your respect or earn their respect. You can't do that. You have to what allow people to earn your trust and On the flip side, you have to earn people's trust. So always remember that trust, trust, trust is not free. Trust is earned. In other words, trust pays or costs a price. Another step, you have to examine the people that you allow within your circle, even if they are your family. The Bible tells us try the spirit, That means their spirit, try people's spirit by the spirit of God. Now, a lot of times people just think, oh, they're just pertaining to the church or they're just pertaining to, you know, friends. But that also pertains to family. That pertains to everybody. You can't allow yourself people a free pass because they have the same DNA with you. That does not matter. You still will get yourself hurt. Used and abused, and it happens even within the family. Remember this: people, no matter if they are, if you want to say, users, uh, even some people that might have been on drugs, or some people that are on drugs, or whatever. If you notice, a lot of times they break into people's they break into people's houses, or they earn their they respect or they try to earn people trust to use them, even if they are related. Because why? Because they're driven not by love, but they're driven or influenced by that drug, about that alcohol or whatever addiction that they may have. So if it's anything outside of love or outside of God, like I said, drugs, alcohol, whatever, there are people they have been known to break into even their grandmother's house, steal her stuff on the sake of trying to get that fixed, trying to get money for that drug. People would do that. And some people, oh, I can't believe they even broke their big mama house. Well, the thing is, it really wasn't them, but it was the spirit that was operating within them that was influencing them To break in whoever's house that was accessible, even if it was Big Mama. So you have to think about that. It wasn't them, but it was the spirit that's operated within them. And so the same thing applies, where if the spirit of the devil can influence them to be able to do something with anybody, regardless if they're related or not the devil would try to convince them that it's okay. So you have to make sure to understand, even if, if you know this person is is needing some help, needing some assistance because they have an addiction, they're dealing with something, you have to not treat them because they're a family. No, you have to call it what it is. The same way that you would treat a person that you don't know, a stranger that's dealing with drugs, you have to treat that family member the same way because even though you're related to them by blood, but the influence is not blood-related. The influence is whatever drug or whatever addiction that they have. That's influencing them or driving them. Their main idea, their main concept, their main drive is to get that fix. They're not studying, well, that's my cousin, that's my brother, that's my mama, that's my dad. They're not understanding that. Their main thing that they're focusing on is getting that money to get that fix. So when, you ha- when you're having to deal with family members that are on drugs or whatever, you have to deal with the reality. You can't be in denial a lot of times when people say in order for you to get some help, you first have to admit that you need help. That pertains to you personally. but also if you know someone that's dealing with something, in order for you to be able to not allow that to stress you, not allow yourself to be used, you have to admit you have to admit who you dealing with. And deal with the reality, not dealing with potentials, because everybody everybody got potentials, but that does not mean that they're gonna live up to their potentials. So you have to deal with the reality. If this person has a habit, if this person has an addiction, if this person has something that you know that is not right, if you can, if you deal with somebody that you're not related to a certain way, you have to deal with them a certain way. Because like I said. It's not really them. It's the same spirit that's operating in that person that you don't know. It's the same spirit of that loved one that's operating in the person that you don't know. It's the same type of spirit. So you have to deal with them accordingly. If you keep on thinking, well, because they're not going to do anything, or you keep being naive about it, not only are you going to continue to be used, but also you're not helping them. You're making matters worse. You keep giving them let's just say you keep giving them money, knowing that they're using money for drugs or using the money to do something that's ungodly or not serving the purpose that was intended to. you continue to feeding their habit and you're not holding them accountable or responsible, so you have to make sure that you please please be aware that. Because of them being related, this does not give them a free pass for you to be able to what? For you to be able to let your guards down and just assume, well, you know, um, they're going to do the right thing. No, 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 no. Because you're not dealing with a stable person. Like I said, call it like it is. You're not dealing with a person that you may have known. You have to understand who you're dealing with. Right now, there are many people who, as a kid, you might have grown up with, you might have, uh, you know, showered together as kids, played football, basketball or whatever. And now as adults, that same person that you grew up with, they, you know, just went left, they experimented in things that are unhealthy and now they have that addiction. You you can't treat them of who they were in your past or years ago, you have to treat them as who they are right now. So that's going to help not only help you, but it's going to help them. Also, you have to examine people, even if they are family, you have to examine people. You have to understand who you're dealing with, I mentioned that a few minutes ago, and like I said, uh, the spirit that's operating behind them, you have to understand that. Now, let's talk about sometimes we don't have a, sometimes we don't have that true understanding what is a quote-unquote dysfunctional family. Now, I'm going to say this, everybody know someone, and everyone is just about related to someone, and even if you look in the mirror, you can count yourself too. Everybody got some type of dysfunction in their family. Everybody. And if you look at it, dysfunctional family did not just start a couple of years ago. Dysfunctional family has been going on since the beginning of time. There has been some type of quirk, There has been some type of conflict within all families. But that does not mean that we're defined by that problem or by that situation or by that dysfunction. But what is a dysfunctional family? A dysfunctional family is where improper or immature behavior of at least one parent damages the growth of individuals or individuality. And healthy relational skills amongst family members. A dysfunctional family is one where family members are impaired emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually. A dysfunctional family is one where everyone is negatively affected, even when one family member experienced a Proverbs 11 and 24 He who brings trouble on his family Will inherit only when And the food will be What? The food will be Servant to the wise Also We talk about the dysfunctional family uh, When we look at that dysfunctional family A lot of times people just think The dysfunctional family You know, you know Just something pertaining to The upbringing of a Physical abuse or even a Mental abuse but sometimes When you look at it Sometimes it can even involve A sexual abuse You know one of the things uh, That caught my attention there was a young man Years ago that Worked up well he didn't work up there But those that know I work in the jailhouse And he told me Hey Would I be able to smile like you And I said, yes. He said, well, I hate myself. I said, what? I said, come on now. Don't say that. I said, you're a good-looking young man. You can get any girl you want. Come on, don't say that. And as I began to listen to him, he told me that his daddy is also his mama's brother. You get that? His daddy is also his mama's brother. In other words, he was the offspring of incest. But if you think that's bad, get this. I also heard him say that this is something that he told me personally. He said that his grandmother's, which was his mama and daddy's mother, His grandmother's dying wish before she died was to have sex with her grandson. And I said, well, did you have sex with her? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I needed the money, so I went on and I had to do it. I said, oh, wow. Now, I don't know about you. Now, I've said that I've had some crazy family members, and there might have been some crazy things that has transpired within my family, but ain't nothing happened like that that I know of. Mm-mm. And so they go to show you sometimes when you think that you might have something going on crazy within your family, but when you look into other people's family, you're like, wow, okay, well, you know what? I'll keep the family that I have. <laughs> so that's something that we have to really look at. That's pertaining to a dysfunctional Now, let's look at a functional family. A functional family is a family that is a family is one where proper and mature behavior of two parents cultivates a healthy balance between individuals, individuality, and relational skills amongst the family members. Also, A functional family is one where a healthy emotional, psychological, and spiritual growth is cultivated amongst family members. A functional family is where, as family members can encounter problems, they cultivate the ability to face difficulties with confidence and the support of other family members. Proverbs 14 and 26 tells us, he who fears the Lord has a secure fortress, and for his children, it will be a refuge. So when we look at it, being able to look at whatever problem that we may be facing within our family, look at it and not running from it, not being in denial of it, but seeing it as it is. And try to, what, try to get some help about it. I think one of the major problems that we have a lot of times, a lot of times, it's not that we are in denial. Sometimes we refuse to accept what we're dealing with. Sometimes, even within the family members, sometimes we just, what, ignore it or, well, you know, that's, that's, Uncle, that's Uncle Nuke Nuke, you know, you know how he is. No, but even though that may be him, And you might have dealt with it for forever, but that doesn't mean because he's been doing that for all these years, that doesn't mean that it's right. It needs to be addressed. Or if it's not addressed, then you know what you need to do? Sometimes you have to deal with them with a long silver spoon. That means what? You just not so much of dissing yourself physically, but you may have to dissing yourself emotionally. Like, like I said, you still be respectful, how you doing, and that's it. But that's still what? they're still what? Protecting you. And a lot of times, if we really think about it, a lot of times, well, you know, um, family members sometimes, like I said earlier about taking for granted, not just pertaining to uh, duties or pertaining to possessions, but also even pertaining to words. Sometimes people would what people would say, or talk in love pertaining to friends. Sometimes even pertaining to strangers. But sometimes when it pertains to family, sometimes care of what they say because they look at it as well. They're just my family. They're just gonna to have to accept me the way that I am, and that doesn't mean that you're right. The same level of respect that we give others. We need to give not just to ourselves, but think about it, you need to give to your family too. You know, and unfortunately I've heard I've heard about this. I've heard where some people they really get pushed off by people who disrespectful toward them, but on the other hand, those are the same ones that tell somebody you need to be at church. You get what I'm saying? A lot of times we'll tell people About the goodness of God But yet still we don't show them The goodness of God even through, through the family or to the family So what we have to do is easier for us to talk about it But it's time for us To be about it So when it boil down to it Just being able to look at What type of situation you've been dealing with And when you boil it down Look at your family, look at the different type of things that may have transpired within your family. Even look at your upbringing. Because a lot of times the things that might have been going on, the things that are going on within the family, when it boils down to, it may be the result of some unresolved issue that might have happened in your childhood. And because it's not addressed, he would just keep it on, brushing it off, brush it off. You know, we're easy to tell other people, I'm sorry, or forgive me. But sometimes with family, we don't say that. We very seldom ask for forgiveness when we have wronged a family member. People just think, well, you know, I don't have to say it because I'm the parent. Well, guess what you do? If you hurt somebody, regardless if you're related, regardless if you're the parent, regardless of whoever you are, let's forget about title. That person has feelings. We have to be mindful of each other's feelings, of each other's heart. Anytime you say, well, are just me, or anytime, well, they're going to have to get over it, or let the past be the past, you're very insensitive. You're being insensitive towards, not just towards your family, but more importantly, towards God's creation. So you have to think about, it's nothing wrong with you saying I'm sorry. If you know that you have done wrong, don't just try to do something. Always offer an apology. I'm going to say it like this Nothing substitutes from saying I'm sorry Nothing can substitute An apology If more people Would be big enough To admit They were wrong I'm sorry There would be more healing Within the families And when there's, when there's more healing within the family Then there'd be more healing Within the church So When we look at it, let's talk about even the things that may have transpired in our upbringing, how to overcome that fractured childhood. There are things that have transpired even within our childhood that may have lingered on in our adulthood, in our adult life. If you notice There might be some siblings. They may be jealous of each other. These are grown adults in their 60s and 70s. But when you boil down to it, when you look at their childhood, have they always been competitive? Has there always been one that was jealous over the other? When you really think about it, was it one that was always just always had to outdo another one? And also, I'm going to say it like this. I heard this a couple of years ago. I heard that there was two daughters that were born, and I don't know if they were
0: twins
1: or not. I, I can't remember, but there was one that was favored over the other. She was favored by her family. She was favored by her parents more than the other. And the soul the one that was not favored, the one did not get the special treatment, you know what they did to her? They tortured her. Anytime that that favored child needed something, it could be blood, it could be whatever, they got it from that other child. And you think about it, that child dealt with that for a long time. That's heartbreaking. But unfortunately, even though A lot of them, a lot of parents, a lot of family may not be using the, quote, unquote, other child as a, what, as a pick your part or as a a wrecking yard to give from one child to the other. They may not be doing that on a physical level like that family member did, that girl, but they're doing that emotionally. They're doing it, but mentally. They're doing it also spiritually. The worst thing that anybody can do is start comparing one sibling with another. That's the worst thing that you can do. And unfortunately, some parents think, "Well, I'm I'm, I'm trying to help them to you know be better. If they can be like their sister, then that'll help them." Uh, uh-uh, don't do that. Cause you know what? That sets up that sets up uh, jealousy. That sets up enviousness. Sometimes even unforgiveness or even hatred. And some people just think, oh, they'll never do that. You know, they family, guess what? Family members can actually hurt or even try to harm or kill one another. And it's more than just Cain and Abel. I know because I've been working in the jailhouse for many years, I know many siblings that have tried to kill their other siblings. I know some parents they have tried to kill their kids matter of fact i saw on the news the other day that it was a mother that killed her i believe three-year-old daughter threw her in the water threw her in the water in the sea or river whatever to drown her and she died we see it amongst the news stuff like that can happen so don't ever take for granted well you know that'll never happen because you know uh Blood thickening water Well look here It used to be like that But now it has been diluted Sin has diluted The bond With family And unfortunately we have what? We have allowed that Or we have swept it under the rug When God wants us to pick up the rug And vacuum that area Quit being in denial about it So and a boil down to it, it's time for us to address it. So, like I said, when we get to the root of it, there are some there are some look some fractures that may have transpired within the childhood. Also, I'll read this to you Psalms thirty four, fifteen, seventeen, and eighteenth verse. The eyes of the Lord are towards the righteous. And the ears towards their cry When the righteous cry for help The Lord hears and delivers them Out of all their troubles The Lord is near to the brokenhearted And saves the crushed in spirit And that not That also pertains to You as that Child Or that grown up That grown up person With that, that broken child Within you You know when Abraham had a baby by Hagar and then eventually he ended up getting Sarah pregnant and they had don't you know that that child of the first, of Hagar they had to well Abraham kicked out Hagar and Ishmael kicked them out because there was conflict with the children There was conflict with the midwife and Sarah And then there became conflict with the, with the children And you think about it The child didn't ask to be here Even when you look at some of the kids In these days and times Some of the people There are some people That are born out of wedlock There have been some That have been born from an adulterous affair There has been some That has been born uh, that's been biracial Some that's been born Out of a Sexual assault Or rape And then there are some Matter of fact A couple of years ago uh, there, was a, there was A a secular artist By the name of Roger Trapman He was the lead singer of A group called ZAP Back in the 70s and 80s Well Talented young man And his brother, Larry, was his manager. Well, unfortunately, Larry, the brother, shot and killed his brother, Roger. And then eventually, Larry pulled the trickle on himself and killed himself. But what Larry didn't realize, not only did it hurt two separate families, but now it caused a rift and a split amongst the offspring. Because Roger's son Roger's son Was named after Larry In other words, Roger Truman named his son After his brother And so when Roger got killed By his brother Larry Roger's son, who was named Larry Larry Truman, He hated his uncle so much He ended up changing not his first name, he ended up changing his last name because he did not want to be named after the same man that killed his father. And also, it caused a rift, like I said, it caused a rift between Roger's children and Larry's children. Those kind of things people don't understand. Those kind of things. When you have a conflict, when you have unresolved issues, or when you have issues and they start bleeding in, bleeding into the family, to the children, to the offspring, those things can cause significant damage for generations to come. So we have to re- we have to remember our actions. Our actions. What our what are our actions, and what happens if our children have to deal with the consequences? But also, what that does, they give us the responsibility of looking at: Are we receiving any consequences of our forefathers' problems situations? So that's why it's so mindful for us to start examining our own family, our own problems, to make sure that we don't allow any generational curses to be what? To be passed through us. But also, the other thing is it gives us the responsibility of making sure that when we begin to start dating or marrying people, that we start studying their lineage also. So that way you will know if this something that you can accept, if this something that you can handle or not. Like I mentioned about the fractured childhood, and I read Psalms 34. See, God takes God take delight in putting his eyes upon us and his ears bent towards us in the cries of our pain. He hears the righteous cry for help, and he's, what, he delivers them out of all their trouble. Even better, God is near to the brokenhearted and saved the crushed in spirit. Even those that are, what, depressed, those that are going through things that seem like nobody cares, even within the family. And a lot of times people, unfortunately, as kids, when they can't find the love within their home, they can't find the love within their family, they start seeking for love outside of the family. What do they do? A lot of times they'll join games. Why? Because they're looking for love and they didn't feel it or they was not aware of it within the family. I'm not saying that it wasn't there. No, they're not aware of it. But also, it may be where the girl or the boy join a game, but also sometimes there might be a girl that's looking for love and because she don't what she don't recognize that love, then she starts getting outside of the home and start dealing with any guy that would give her attention. And then what happens? She ends up getting into an unhealthy relationship or becoming pregnant. Those things happen. So you don't have to try to find love outside of the home or outside of the family when if you can recognize you in the family of God, you're God's family, you're in God's family, and that should help you. And hopefully that would help you understand that you are loved, but also hopefully that would help people from not making a foolish mistake of giving up on life. Sometimes when a person feels that, you know what, they're in the way, they're useless, or maybe their family would be better or do better if they were out of the picture. And that's the wrong type of mindset because everybody is important. And so a lot of times people just look at it as they're in a way that they're, they're not important. But in actuality, you really are. I remember, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um there's a movie. It's an old movie. I heard about it uh, Christmas. Uh, I think Bing Crosby was in it. Um it's a Christmas movie, kinda older movie, where he regretted that he was born. Those that know the movie you know what I'm talking about. But he regretted he was born and so what happened was they end up showing the movie what would have happened if if he was never born. And so he began to start seeing the things that because of him being born and him doing what he did, he he had more of an impact in people than he realized. It's a wonderful life. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. That's the name of the movie. So he saw the importance of himself and the impact that he had on other people, and that let him know how important he really was. And so if we look at our life, we're very important to people, regardless if they acknowledge it or not. But if something happened where you choose to end your life, choose to end or try to dictate your own destiny by ending your life, you're shortchanging yourself and you're shortchanging the purpose and plan that God has for you. Everyone has a purpose and plan. God is the author and finisher of our faith And the author and finisher of our lives Not us Our lives are not our own And actually A lot of time In the darkest hour That we may feel depressed and oppressed A lot of time That's the time where the devil So badly trying to make you give up Because there's what There's a bright side Right around the corner And it's something that can really change our mindset in the course of our life if we hold on. The things that we're holding on to, the things that we're praying about, the things that we're praying to God to help us to receive and see could be right around the corner because the devil tries so bad to push and bring that pressure to make us give up. But you think about it. Why is he making you give up? Not for nothing, but for something, for a reason, for your purpose and plan that God has for you. Know that God, what he bears our load, he bears our weight. Matthew 11 and 28 tell us, Come to me, all you who are labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I'm meek and lonely in heart, and you shall find rest to your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. Jesus speaks to the fractured broken and shattered people when he says come to me because of your labor and heavy loads so that I can what give you rest the yoke was a device where the weight of the load was spread out to share between two or more oxes so that so that is why Jesus said take my yoke upon you and let me take the weight of from you because I can handle it The effect Jesus is saying Hook it up to me And I will ease your load I will ease your labor And lighting your load His burden is light Because the vast majority of the weight Is upon him In other words Your weight is upon him Not you And what You will find rest for your soul but if you go at it alone, you will have hard labor and a heavy load. And that's not what God designed for us to do. But see, God was eager to fix our broken heart. And what? He is the father that I've never had. There are so many people that may feel that way. And you never know the person's story, like I said, especially within the family, where sometimes people don't know who to talk to, don't know who to go to. But God means our broken lives. You can read Psalms 147 and 3. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. But this is some of the benefits that God has for us. Psalms 103 says he He redeems our life from the pit. He does not deal with us according to our sin, nor repay us according to our iniquities. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father knows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame and remembers that we are dust. God loves us. God loves us like a tender-hearted loving father that has ever existed on earth. Could, But also God's strength in our failures. Psalms 37 and 26. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion favor. Last but not least, God esteems what the world despises. First Corinthians one twenty six through twenty nine, for consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standard. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose that is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despite in the world, despising world, even things that are not to bring to nothing to bring nothing things that are so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. I want to share with you the last story. When we think about sometimes even in family We are often overlooked But Samuel Was told by God To fill up his Horn with oil To go anoint The king at Jesse's house And Jesse had eight Sons And so Samuel Went to the oldest at first Went to the oldest He was a big tall strong one and so he went to see if God had chosen him to be the king. And so God told him no. And that's where the scripture comes from. Man looked at the outer appearance, but God looked at the heart, the motive, God looked at what the true individual and so Samuel went to seven, seven the seven oldest children. Uh, Boys of Jesse And so finally Samuel asked Jesse do you have Any other boys And so Jesse Said well yeah the youngest uh, He's tending sheep." And so Jesse said Excuse me Samuel said Go get him and so here comes This little ruddy bright Eyed boy named David and that's when Samuel Heard from God Anoint him, he's the one In other words The youngest one The one that If you want to say the one that was least likely To succeed He was chosen king In front of His siblings And so I want to tell you There may be conflict There might have been Some upbringing that you might have had In your family But take it to heart, give it to God But also, even with the conflict, forgive them. And also, even if there is someone that you may need to talk to, don't just take it upon yourself to do it. Number one, go to God and pray about it. Ask God to set the scene so he can set the atmosphere for at least for you all to come together and talk, communicate. The other thing is, when y'all talk about it, How about y'all sit down and Have dinner Go to lunch Go somewhere to go eat and talk about it Even when you look at Prime ministers or World leaders They have what they Sit down and have lunch and have dinner Even when it comes down to a peace treaty Even when it comes down to a meeting They have what Food served Why is that Because what that means That means I mean you no harm. That means look, I'm coming in peace. In other words, I'm coming to have some type of resolution, some type of closure. So that way we can either get back to some normalcy, get back to who we who we were. If there's a conflict, understand that it's not them, but it's the spirit that's operating within them. But also pray. Because a lot of times, it may not be you, but it may have been something that might have transpired, and you might have been what? You might have been in the line of fire, or it might have been some type of what? Some type of misunderstanding. Sometimes it might not have been the wrong thing that you might have said. It might have been the wrong tone that you might have gave. So with all that being said, let's ask God to Set the same, but also ask God not only just to, you know, help them or us to, for us to pray for them, but let's pray for ourselves. What if we were the ones that were in the wrong? What if, like I said, it wasn't what we said, but it was how we said it? Or what if we said the right thing the right way, but at the wrong timing? So ask God to examine the whole situation and help you to be able to what? To accept and recognize Where the problem might have been And if by chance Y'all get together And that person still either Don't forgive Or don't accept your forgiveness Or did not even ask for forgiveness That's okay The main thing is you do your part And asking God to help you to have peace With whatever the outcome is And God can do that God can help you to be able to have peace in the midst of whatever situation that that may have gone on. What I'm going to do before we get ready to get off the air, we're going to allow um, those who are on the air to have some words or remarks at this time. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. Hello? Hello?
2: Yes,
1: yes, yes. You're on the air um, with Brother Prater. Would you like to have any words, comments, or uh, anything?
2: No, but just to let you know that your message was really on point tonight. Uh, I have a friend, really good friend. She's going through a real struggle with some family members or sort of family members. Um, she's a single mom of one, and she's been having a real bad season for like the past year or two. So I just really want to lift up prayer for her and just that um, that God will guide her through this, this uh harsh time just with dealing with family members and what decisions to make and just uh, she wasn't able to listen to your message tonight but I know she's going to listen to it tomorrow so but I know she, she truly appreciates uh, all your messages and your, your blogs and your texts whatever you send so she just I was able to text to her what you've been talking about tonight and also you, know, you were on point so we just she just thanks you for that
1: wow wow Thank you. And you know what? And I, I want to thank you also for letting me know not just the movie, it's a wonderful <laughs> life. But also even to let me know um, for those who are listening, she the one that notified me that uh, I had lost connection. So I thank you for that. I like I said, I didn't know, but uh, thank God that I had a backup. So no,
2: no thank problem. You for,
1: yeah, thank you for helping. And uh, number one, thank yep. you for your support and keep us up in prayer.
2: Oh, no problem, but uh yeah, the devil's been trying to just keep you off track for the past week or two, but you know, I'm glad that uh god uh also he he took over and just uh, yeah, I was there to listen to it so but uh, just yes. keep on keep on doing what you're doing
1: thank you, thank you, thank you, I appreciate you, appreciate you and thank <laughs> you and continue to thank continue to listen to the show and I thank you for everything. no problem, okay, we're gonna go to the next. Caller, hello. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart podcast. You're on the every brother Prater. Hello. Okay. Okay.
0: One same thing.
1: Okay. But I thank you for the words and comments um, for those who are calling. What uh, would what we, we want to do? We want to hold up every person that may be dealing with conflict. Every person who may have dealt with family conflict but also as long as we live we all what, we all vulnerable to having some type of conflict within the family. And just because there's conflict that doesn't mean that it's the end of the world. Sometimes conflict can actually bring people closer together. And it's not the conflict that divides the family. Is not resolving or not knowing how to resolve the conflict. That's what divides the family. But also, it's okay to talk about the things that might have been hurtful. Because sometimes the deeper the hurt, the deeper the healing. And if we allow God to come in to the situation and for Him to help us and to navigate what to say how to see it, when to see it, but not only that, but if we can talk in love and we can listen in love. And also, if you look at it, even asking God to help us to see from their perspective, even if they're wrong, but ask God to help us to see in their perspective. Because a lot of times, like I said, a lot of times we don't understand what they may be going through, what they may, de- well, they may be dealing with, or what they have dealt with. So asking God to help us to be led by his spirit and for us to be able to pray for those who hurt us. Because if we don't allow God to come in into this situation, you know what's going to happen? It's going to infest our families. And what happens? Hurt people begin to what? Hurting other people. And sometimes, I'm going to say it like this, hurt people give birth to people that are eventually hurt. And then when you give birth to people you eventually hurt or you hurt, then what happens? That cycle of hurt, giving birth to hurt, and hurt hurting others. Those things happen. So what we have to do, we have to give all those things over to God. And like I always say, it doesn't mean that you're less than a Christian to admit that you need help, to admit that you're hurting, to admit, you know what, I don't know how to deal with this. I'm going to tell you like that. you don't have to deal with this. And actually, God does not want you to get deal with it. He wants you to give it to him. No matter how big and no matter how small, no matter how long you've been dealing with it, give it to God. And it's easy for us to tell people to give it to God, but we need to tell people how to give it to God. And how do you give it to God? God told us, number one, we can cast all of our cares upon him because he cares for us. And being able to admit that you're hurt, that's the key thing, admit that it bothers you. Admit that it troubles you. And it doesn't mean that, you know, well, you being a baby about it, so what? Forget about what other people say. That's you that's been hurt. But don't let of your hurt, the depth of what you've been dealing with. That see, Listen, people don't make those decisions for you. You make those decisions. So ask God to help you in those areas, and I guarantee you he can do it. But also, like I said, ask God to help us to forgive those who hurt us. And when you forgive, it actually cleanses you, regardless if they ask for it or not. Give it to them. Now, just because you forgive them, that does not mean that you automatically trust them. And just because you forgive them, that doesn't mean that you trust them at the same level as if they've never done anything in the first place. No. God can help you to forgive them. But also, God can still be able to help you to be able to have those barriers to protect yourself. And it's okay. It's okay to protect yourself, even from those who have hurt you, even if they are family. It's okay. That's being wise. So ask God to help you in those situations. And I guarantee you, God could be able to, I'm not going to say, uh when you're fighting with your family But God will fight for you And your family And if there's anyone else that may be dealing with something That may seem like you know what This has been unbearable The hurt, the pain, I need help Regardless if it's family or outside of family or within the family church Or within outside of family church Or church family whatever Like I said earlier The Bible said cast all of our cares upon him For he cares for us But also just in case those who may be listening Who are not saved and you want to know how do I accept Jesus Christ into my life? What do I need to do to get saved? Romans 10 and 9 tells us, If thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as thy Savior, and believe in their heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man's, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. There is nothing too big or too small for God. No matter how long you've been dealing with it, you don't have to deal with it alone. You don't have to deal with it anymore. God said, give it to him. And not only the things that you might have been holding on to, but even the things that you desire. If you need God to lead you to the right job, he can do that. God is concerned about every aspect of your life. He wants to know every detail about your life. And for you to trust him with every detail. And I'm going to tell you like this. I don't care how long you've been alive. I don't care how independent you are. God has your best interests at heart. And God knows you more and better than you know yourself. So trust God in those areas. And I guarantee you, you won't regret it. Dear Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. we coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on tonight. God, we ask you, Lord, to come in, God. First of all, God, help us, God, to be the men and ladies you call for us to be, God. Help us, God, to be able to trust you in every area of our lives, God. Help us, God, to cast all of our cares upon you once and for all because you care for us. God, we ask you, Lord, right now, God, you see the situation that may be going on within the family right now god help us god to give everything to you right now in the name of jesus god we ask you to help us god to be able to give everything to you god and god even no matter how long we've been dealing with the family conflict or the trouble or even the generational curse god god we send everything to you right now and we send even the problem that the devil is trying to create, we bind his spirit sending back to the pits of hell right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind every generational curse. We bind every look like everything the devil tried to do and even stopping the flow of that family right now. We send him back to the pits of hell. We count for his assignment right now in the name of Jesus. God we ask you out there. Uphold each and every family member right now, God, of those who may be listening right now, God, and even who may be listening on the show, God, listen to the show, God, now or even in the future right now, God. God, we hold up the family members right now, God. we holding up them and the representatives that may be listening right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we even ask you, Lord, for those who may be needing a job, God, lead them to the right job, God. God, those who may be looking for a spouse right now, God, Help them, God, to be waiting on you, God, to trust you in that area right now, God. And God, and you will reveal who they need right now, God. God, we ask God to help those who may even be dealing with uh, family, not family conflict, but even the finances right now, God. God, we're holding up everything, God. Even the results of some type of family conflict, if they deal dealing with some type of hardship right now, God. We're holding them up before you right now, God, in the name of Jesus god we speaking god for those who may have been hurt god because of the conflict god or because of dysfunctional family right now god god we holding them up right now god god does any abuse god physically mentally spiritually or even sexually god god we ask you to heal them right now god god let them know that they are important right now god let them know that god that situation does not define who they are right now god god you still define them god You have a purpose and plan right now, God. And God, help them, God, to be helped, God, in the name of Jesus. God, even provide the means for them, God, to be able to Talk to someone to get the proper help that is needed right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Lead them in the right direction right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And, God, those who may be grieving right now, God, God, comfort them. Be with them right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, you said you would never leave nor forsake us right now, God, and we depend upon you right now, God, in the name of Jesus. We give you the glory, we give you the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray, we say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in and listened and also who supported this show. If you have any suggestions on future topics, feel free to contact me on Facebook. My name is Brother Prater, Brother, like brother and sister spelled out, Brother Prater, P and Paul, R-A, T and Tom, E-R. If you catch me on Facebook, you can read my daily devotions and videos on my page, and you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Or you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.org. You will see my daily devotions, upcoming events, and personal appearances. Also, if you go to the store section of my website, you can get my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform the men's the needs and responsibilities to their families, children and spouse, or even children's mother, and to inform women the needs of men and to give single women the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present or future children. I want to thank each and everyone who tuned in and listened to the show, and thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you and night.